back for our weekly live chat with the fantastic and charismatic Jason Spees. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. How are you doing? Feeling fantastic here, but I feel like I'm in a wind tunnel in North Dakota where the wind is just blowing. How's it going down there? Oh, you know what? Not too bad. I haven't been outside too much just to drive to and from work mostly, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as it could be for a certain beautiful day out, actually. Well, that's good to hear. We're supposed to get some nice weather in the next few days, so looking forward to that. But getting to some of the news at hand, uh, you know, I was going to talk a little bit about what's going on in North Dakota up in the Bakken, and that's obviously in my backyard, so I get a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails from people off the record and et cetera, et cetera, and the one that I've been getting a lot about is the recent announcement that the Bakken will peak in five years. And, you know, this is coming off of, you know, the last several years where they were talking about is a 30-year play and that sort of thing. So a lot of confusion coming out of there in terms of what does that mean and, and why, what, what, why is everybody okay with that? And, you know, what about the investments that we've, are looking at 30 years from now, is that even a thing anymore? And, you know, Williston just built this brand new, beautiful airport based on a 30-year projection of tremendous drilling activity out in the Bakken. So that's, I, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out and how it's going to unfold and what people are going to do because, um, well, I mean, five years versus, you know, 20 to 30 years, that's a considerable difference. You know, that's, you're talking about kids in school and high school choices. You know, Watford City's looking at adding a second elementary school. I don't know how this will impact that. Um, but it gets back to really where, how, how do the elected officials and appointed officials miss that? That's what I don't get. How, how are they off like that so often where... What, do they forget to carry a one? I mean, I, I just, it's, it's mind-boggling. Do you know what I mean by that? Where it's just, it's so extraordinarily off. I, there's, I question so much. There's just, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different, yeah. No, I don't even know where to go with that. I completely agree. It's, it's strange. Well, it's, it's almost like the reverse of the doomsday or the doom and gloom. You know, we talk about that a lot when it comes to climate change and, that sort of thing. You know, if you go back and take a look at a lot of, you know, big disasters, and I'm not sure what's going on with the coronavirus, but um, if you go back to the bird flu and you go back to a number of these different things, these cyclical uh, kind of epidemics or disasters, they, they're almost greatly exaggerated um, on the negative side. You know, could have upwards of 10,000 deaths and they only have four for example. Well, well, that's, that, that's a pretty, you know, it's, I get that we should err on the side of judgment, but at some points, accountability and responsibility has to set in. I mean, it has to, when you're talking about people trying to make decisions, you know, for the media, I, I don't know why you got into it, but originally I got into it was to help be the eyes and the ears for the people in this busy, busy world. And as we get busier, it's more difficult to, you know, get a place to have uh, a platform in order to 
I mean, it's easy because you can go throw it up on YouTube, but there's more saturation. There's, there's more out there. I mean, you know, Ron, I, I always joke, Ron Burgundy has a podcast now. Fictional character Ron Burgundy has a podcast, and I'm sure he gets more listeners than I do. <laughs> He's not even a real person. So, you know, it's, it's the world has changed is what I'm getting at. So, uh, I mean, the media, I don't even know if, it's, if there's a responsibility anymore. I mean, it just seems like, they want to get to the point to whoever can click on the most links or get the highest television audience or whatever their rating system might be, and they'll sell fear. They'll just sell fear. So I wonder on the opposite side of that, if there's a, you know, if the, what is they call I don't know if it's Occam's Razor or the, uh, you know, the devil's advocate side, if it's on the positive side, but, you know, there's an, there's an over-exaggeration of everything's the best all the time in the world. You know, it's it's the be- it's the bestest of the best of the best, because it's great and great and great. And if you don't think this way, then you're out. And I wonder if that kind of set in a little bit of that herd mentality out there, where there was some positive, you know, hey, this could be a thirty-year play, and then boom, that's what it went with. I mean, I think about you know the people that are put apartments up there. I mean, what what was their week like? I mean, they're expecting, you know, residents for 30 years. Well, now they got to shift a little bit. And, you know, they, they promised this was not a boom-bust deal. This was an industry. And I still think it might be. I just think it's going to level out and it's going to shift and change. Yeah, it'll be a lot more like farming. And um, so it won't be that bonanza that it was before. But it definitely... Anyway, so that's one of the surprises that's happening there. I don't know if you heard anything about that or not, but... So yeah, those Associated Press and that that story and, and more is available for that. And then I have an interview this afternoon, which will be available on our website, thecrudelife.com. And then we'll also have it uh, next week as part of our programming, which is uh, North Dakota seeks payment for unpaid gas royalties. And now there's a little bit of a fight going on between the energy companies and the state. And gee, imagine that, it's over money. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm interviewing the gal from the um, Department of Trust Lands. But is that offensive, by the way, when I say Wait. gal? <laughs> I, mean, that's... I, I guess, no, I, I mean, I don't find it to be offensive. Okay, because I'm very, I'm very you know, laid back with my language and my conversation, and sometimes <laughs> I forget that. And so when I'm dealing with government officials and I'm dealing with executives and I'm dealing with people who wear suits, I try to at least adapt and be somewhat professional with my language. So when I, when I transition from gal to the, you know, the, to the Department of Land Trusts, uh, you know, I, and, and I feel Jody Smith, or no, what's, I apologize, not Jody Smith. It is Jody Smith, Land Commissioner Jody Smith. I did have that right. I went to high school with a Jody Smith, so I wanted to make sure that was the same one, and I didn't just get totally nostalgic here on myself with my laid-back language. Well, it's Friday. Hey, lay off me. Come on. <laughs> Well, well, no worries. I don't typically wear a suit, so I, I get like made it. I get made fun of around here because I yell at the newspaper. I mean, I'm an old man. Come on, just 
<laughs> you, ever, you ever know those guys? They sit there and they just yell at the newspaper. <laughs> or nowadays, they yell, they'll, they'll yell at the computer screen. It's just great. Uh, but anyway, I'll be talking with her a little bit later on. You know, what, what's going on with this? And when I read the news story from the Bismarck Tribune, it sounded like there was five meetings behind closed doors that nobody was allowed to go into. And that's really ticking off the oil companies. They want to know what was going on behind those meetings. And I have no idea why the oil companies are upset besides the fact they're getting hit with the checkbook. But from my standpoint, just looking at this, I want to find out what was going on behind those closed meetings because is this like a, a new uh, push now against the energy companies in North Dakota, like what happened in Colorado, New York, Oregon, uh, and California, state of Washington too. So this is just another half a dozen things to keep an eye on if you're a supporter of the uh, oil and gas and even coal and uh, just all the above energy, because that's really what the crude life is all about. Uh, we, we, you know, we go after wind, but that's just because that's me. I, I don't agree with wind. You, you'll notice I rarely go after solar. I'm actually a fan of solar. I wish solar would get their act together. I wish solar would right. figure out how to make things work. Well, I had heard that there was a lot of uh, regulations when it came to, to solar. I, I'd seen something about Tesla. Maybe it was Tesla. I don't know. It was, it was a big company over in Las Vegas, but they were producing um, shingles for houses that were solar panels as well. And they were actually more cost-effective and more sturdy than normal shingles for, for roofing. But then I'd heard something about regulation. I don't know. Well, and that's where I was going to go with this, is that th this is what a lot of the environmentalists do not understand, is that you know eventually what solar would like to do is become your shingles and become your roof, okay? And they'd like to get as sturdy as a steel roof. But is that possible? Don't know. But one thing they do know is solar does not work without fossil fuels. They cannot make the actual batteries and they cannot make the actual cells and they can't make the actual cases without fossil fuels. And that is the thing that environmentalists and activists seem to really glaze over. And that is such an important part. That is such an important part. That is like trying to figure out how somebody from Belfouche is going to get to Denver, Colorado, and nobody brings up gas. Not one person brings up a gas stop anywhere. Like, I don't. Can, can you make it to Denver and back on one tank? Probably not. I want to know what vehicle. <laughs> well, right. I mean, so, but to me, it's like that. To where it's it's a bunch of people sitting around talking about platitudes and big ideas playing CEO, playing president, without any accountability, without even understanding how just simple things work. Like, okay, if you really want solar to work, well, how are you going to do that? Well, we got these uh, solar panels. Okay, well, how do you make the solar panels? Well, we need this, 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 and this. Okay, well, without that, without fossil fuels, you can't have the material. And also, by the way, you can't even power an industrial plant to make the thing that you're talking about, even if you figured out a new way to get rid of the plastics and other things that you were getting. It's, I mean, it, it is so maddening when you're dealing with the level of, 
And I, I don't want to say stupidity because these are not dumb people. You know, these are very highly educated people. And to see somebody so brainwashed, and I don't know any other way to, to say it, because their brain has been washed of logic and just glazed over with platitudes. It is the most remarkable thing that you've ever seen in your life. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. He was 72 years old. He was a McGovern supporter, hitchhiked out to California from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota to go help the Democrats. He got arrested for being a hippie, was kicked out of restaurants for having long hair back in the day. And he is so into this environmental movement, you cannot even have a normal conversation with him. And the guy's 72 years old, old, like I said, an old hippie, man. And what he get every time he, he falls back on is, well, it's best to err on the side of safety. And then I always come back with, I agree. Did you know 60% of the average town's grid is comprised of medical and emergency services? And I think it's even 40% medical, 20% emergency services. So if you want to err on the side of safety, it's probably best to keep your hospitals open and your cops and your emergency vehicles out and about. And, and they don't know what to say after that. And, and it's, it's like they get pissed. Sorry, can you say that word on your radio? Okay, well, we just did. Sorry, Carl. It happened. It happened. So well, and the thing, here's, here's the beauty, ladies and gentlemen. This is live. And anything that happens live, it was part of the show. It was meant to be. So, um, you know, who's ever, Provolone or whoever your intern or whoever your producer is, too late on the button on that one. So um, that's probably you. So I apologize. It is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. All right. That that's the way the world works. Everybody's trying to make five bucks out of two. You know, we're all wearing multiple hats and and everything like that. So that's um that's that's the American is just hard working. And so anyway, but uh, how are we doing on time? Now well, we probably better wrap it on up. But I I very much enjoyed this. To- I always enjoy the topics so. though. As do I. And uh, if you really want to make someone's day today that works in the oil and gas industry. Just send them a, a thank you for allowing them to have, you know, a romantic dinner or candlelights or whatever it might be. Because really, folks, at the end of the day, um, I'm not a lobbyist. I, I do what I do because I love the industry that allows the lifestyle that we live. And by the way, I lead a minimalist lifestyle. I'm a very much a minimalist, okay? So I don't get extravagant with things. But I do understand that 96% of the things that we do on a daily basis from the toothbrushes to the toothpaste to syringe needles to the gas that powers our cars to the cells in our solar batteries, it needs fossil fuels. So I'm more of a realist, but that's where I wanted to leave you today. So if you know somebody in the energy industry, just reach out to them and thank them for, you know, give them some love on this Valentine's Day. But, you know, do it in kind of a brosive way. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. Thank you, Jason.